I know Sephra's your father, but damn, that's cold. He sipped his champagne, sounding more like himself than he had the entire past month. I glanced at the fading scars on his hands. His body had healed remarkably fast from the deep knife wounds that had laced his skin and punctured several of his organs. But it would take a long, long time for him to heal from the potion that had saved his life. The nectar of life had torn his entire world apart and put it back together in a crazy new patchwork. Our relationship was on rocky ground at best. When she promised to train under Morgane, and especially when she agreed to dedicate herself to Avil's dark court, Father took it as a personal insult. But Camille doesn't have a choice. She's under direct order from the Moon Mother herself. Yeah, I got that, he said, fiddling with his glass. She did everything for us when our mother died, and without her, the family would have been ripped to shreds. Father was extremely cruel to her the last time they spoke, and I'm pissed off that he didn't show today. Our cousin Seamus has been trying to fill the void, but it's just not the same. What did he say? Chase played with his goblet. By the way, will alcohol hurt me now? I haven't had a drink since before the accident. No, you'll be fine. You can still eat and drink anything you want. It's not like you were turned into a vampire. I stared at my hands. As loyal as I was to our father, I couldn't blind myself to the truth. At his last visit, things went from bad to worse. By the time he left, Camille was on the sofa, curled up in a ball, sobbing. Smokey came in at the point when Sephra threatened to disinherit her. In turn, Smokey threatened to shift into his dragon self and crisp our father. Crap. The fallout from that can't be good. Things were at a standstill until Menely stepped in, told Father to go home and Smokey to chill. But definitely not pretty. Not at all. A mess all the way around, then. Chase morosely picked up his champagne flute and downed the last of the sparkling wine. And so, here we sit. He stared across the table at me, his gaze unreadable. I don't know what to say, Delilah. I don't even have a clue on how to start. Part of me wanted to cry. Nothing seemed to be working out the way we hoped it would. The world had gone to hell in a handbasket for all of us. I blinked back my tears. How about you start by telling me how you're doing? We've only talked three times in the past two weeks. I didn't mention that we'd barely kissed since he'd healed up and returned to duty. Chase contemplated the question, looking at me through those limpid, soulful eyes. They'd only grown more luminous since he'd drunk the nectar of life. His aura had shifted. Some spark, some force I couldn't put my finger on, was changing him. How can I answer that when I don't even know? What am I supposed to do, jump up and shout? Rah, rah, now I'll outlive everybody I've ever known in my life. He slammed the goblet on the table so hard it almost broke. Stung, I blinked back the tears. Giving you the nectar of life was the only option we had, unless you prefer the thought of dying. Shifting in his seat, Chase let out a long sigh. Yeah, I know, 
I know. And believe me, I am grateful. But damn, this stuff does a number on your head. It's more than the realization that I'm going to live a thousand years. There's something nebulous about it. The nectar ripped open a part of me. I feel exposed, unable to put the pieces back together again. And I'm afraid to look too deeply at what's happening. He slowly reached out and took my hand. I stared at him for a moment, but he remained silent. Both Camille and Chase had come through the autumn equinox, worn and weary, covered with blood. Camille had bathed in the blood of the black unicorn as she sealed a fate with which the moon mother challenged her, sacrificing the horned beast to his phoenix-like destiny while on the hunt of her life. And then she'd been thrown under the wheels of Avil and would soon be forced to descend into the...